This podcast could potentially have adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly the possibility of sexual content. <clears throat> Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs edition. That means we got Steve to just wear his underwear. Just kidding. I just eventually I'm going to get this to stick, and we're going to have an underwear company that supports this particular there podcast. We go. Yeah. Okay. This is Literary Briefs. I am your host, Erica Lance, and I'm not drinking alcohol because I'm on antibiotics, and you can't fucking tell, can you? No, that's how good of a drunk I am. I just hope everybody appreciates it's a rabid, avid listener of this podcast. I want you to see you can definitely tell when I've over-inebriated myself and when I'm just fucking normal. Okay. Um, my co-host today is the amazing copycat with a sore throat, Mark yeah. Muncy from Erie Travels. And we were nowhere near each other either, and I still got it. So it's, yeah, uh, no, he just, he's trying to be like me. He's one it of was, the cool kids. I, you know, we, were, we were recording our podcast, Erie Travels, and then it just, it was one of those, you know, we talked about Robert the Doll for about two seconds too long without saying how great he was. And, you know, here we are. So hey, but, Rob, uh, Robert the doll is amazing and he is, he is the most wonderful. incredible doll and the most handsome doll in the world. But today and I am drinking gracious. uh I'm trying something. We're not new. doing that yet. Mark, oh, I we're not we were. at that point. Fine. I'm Mark from I'm Mary trying Traveling. to invite the guest. Robert, you can be a guest anytime on our podcast. Yes, yes. anytime, one. Robert. Come on down. Yeah. Since he killed the latest filmmaker that didn't ask him for things. Well done, by the way. You should always ask Robert things. Okay. Steve Altier is our guest. Woo! Woo! Okay. Now let's talk about what we're drinking and not anything else that we were previously talking about because we don't have time. Um, in my Tinkerbell cup, I am drinking um, what the remnants, and I mean remnants because it's really only melted marshmallows now, of hot chocolate because I'm on antibiotics and I'm not allowed to drink anymore um, for right this moment, momentary blip. But this is in honor of Jody Lynn Nye, whose hot chocolate is her favorite thing to drink when she's on my podcast. So I thought that, and it's now 31 degrees up here in the mountains. Um, right. Mark, go ahead and hold it up now. That amazing. Yes, all right, so this is. Curi morbid curiosities uh, which is uh from uh not from our friends at coffee shop of horrors but a new company so i'm excited to try it and this is their uh bell book and candle so it is a buttery and daring chai and it is a wonderful tea and man is it delicious so that I'm, sounds amazing and very sleeping beauty which i not sleeping beauty oh my god beauty and the beast and oh, i appreciate it fully Wow, I like your Jawa mug. Jawas are my favorite character in Star Wars, by the way. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm saying that because all they say is Utini. Utini. But okay. Um, Steve, <laughs> what are you drinking now that you've had to sit through that entire bit of bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that the bullshit's done. So no. Um, um, first off, thanks for having me on the show. I really love it. And I am feeling all bubbly inside because at least that's what it says on the thing. Um, I am uh, drinking a Dr. Pepper that I picked up at Culver's where I had dinner earlier this evening. I do enjoy Culver's. I have to say, I wonder if they put their shakes in those cups because that would make me nervous for a cup to say all bubbly inside and they put shakes in it. I don't know. I haven't had a shake. Oh. I just, next time you're at Culver, Steve, I need you to investigate this because I think we need to write a letter if that's the case. 
I'm on it. Yeah. I do enjoy me a Culver shake, but if they put bubbly inside, I think I'm going to have to have some words. Okay. <laughs> Steve, you've been yeah. on this podcast before, so I'm not going to ask you the normal questions. So in case you thought you were going to cheat and repeat yourself, that's not happening. Okay. So what is the best book you've read in the last year? Oh. Uh... You know, I'm going to have to say The Witch of the Black Circle, um, written by a favorite author of mine, Maria DeVivo. Um, it really, she's a great, very talented writer. Um, I hope I don't know if you've ever had her on the show, but you should. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Maria's, Maria's, Maria's one awesome. of our peeps. Okay, yeah. So anyway, um, I, I was reading, and, and I know the, I actually know the author quite well, and after reading chapter six, I called her one evening. I said, so I love chapter six. And I said, you, you've opened my eyes to a whole new Maria. And she says, oh, wait till you get to chapter 10. And I'm like, okay, now I gotta keep reading. But no, it was a wonderful story. Um, and funny for me, because I'm not really into the witchcraft thing. It's not really my genre, but I was fascinated. And she really pulled me into her world. Um, very, very talented writer. I loved it. I bought the second book, and her new one is just coming out now. Um, Witch of the I, White Locust. Yeah. What is it? The White. And that's it's called Witch of the White Locust. Is the third one, and it's from a male POV. Oh, nice, nice. Well, I'm looking yeah. forward to getting that one. Yep. Uh, but no, that's probably one of the, the best books I've read in in the last six months. She is a machine, and she's a promoter like you. She knows how to how to hit all the cons too. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's fabulous. Good friend of mine. Um, yeah, no, she is amazing. Okay. Um, have you read any books this year that you were like, hmm, they probably should have done more blank to this book? Basically, are there any books you started to read that you didn't like? Um, there is one. I'm trying to, I, I, I read probably the first hundred pages and I set it off to the side. I can't even remember the title because I just, it just, it lost me. It was just, it was taking too long to develop. Oh, really? Um, and I really don't want to, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into writing a story. So I don't want to really badmouth anybody and I don't want to say anything um, nasty. So, but no, this book, I can't remember the title. Um, is on my, it went to the bottom of the read stack and I may get back to it someday, but I kind of doubt it. No, I, there's some, there's something to be said for way too much exposition. I'm not a big fan of way too much exposition. I want a story. I want it to be told beautifully. I want you to, you know, I feel like one of the things that makes um, a writer amazing, and I'll put it this way, a writer amazing is good storytelling. Storytelling is very different than writing because, you know, I happen to be on the, a call right now with you two amazing storytellers but it's one thing when you can get compliments that say, when you're in, you're in the story. Like, you can't get out. I can't put it down. It was amazing. When those words come out, I can't put it down. It means you're a fucking phenomenal storyteller because you pulled the person in. And that doesn't mean that you didn't tell a story. It's just you're not a storyteller because you can still tell a story. You can still look at a book and go, yeah, no, they told the story. But it's like when you get immersed and you're like, oh, I don't want to put this down. Or you wake up with your Kindle hitting you in the face. That's never happened to me all the time. You know, um, that's when you know uh, it's a good story. 
story. I had to stop reading real books, Steve, because I was getting hit in the face with things that were much heavier. And wow, that sounded inappropriate. Anyway, next question. <laughs> um, uh, give me one of my stories. I'll be more than happy to sign your, your um, Kindle with my Sharpie. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to hard pass on that. Stop threatening me. And for the record, I, I think I have an in for getting copies of your book, weirdly. Um, so <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about uh, what about uh, shows um, and TV shows or movies that came out this year based on books? And what do you, any, any that have struck your fancy? Um, I've been, I've been reading and I can't remember her name. Oh gosh, you, you would you would put me on the spot on that one. Of course, Shadow and Bone. I can't remember the author's name, but um, I, it's right here on my shelf too. I can't pronounce it, Bardigo or something like that. But anyway, it's the Shadow and Bone series um, on Netflix. I I read the first book. My daughter just got me the second book. I'm trying to finish the book I'm currently reading, which is called The Ghost Box, um, and I, I want to get into the second book before the series comes out next month. So, I, you know, I know what's going on. I, I, I have to read it first. I just do. Um, but no, that one, um, I love it. I'm loving. And um, my wife's kind of got me hooked on this. And please don't, if, if you guys don't judge me, but she's got me hooked on The Crown, which is another. Well, I'm not, here's the thing. I am not here to judge because I have guilty pleasure TV shows. We all have guilty pleasure TV shows. I know, for instance, I don't know if you're like this, Steve, but me and Mark happen to be rewatchers from hell. We will rewatch the same shit over and over again. And I just rewatched all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Season six does not hold up well at all. We're on, we're on oh. season six right now, too. Are you? Doesn't hold up well. Sadly, season Angel season four is worse. Oh, really? I, I, I actually never watched Angel, ironically Ooh. enough. I, I thought about starting this. First three seasons, awesome. So, and then the fifth season. Just skip season four. You're good. I, I probably will because uh, anyway. Um, but we we you trust us. We both rewatch Supernatural way more times than we'd like to discuss. So go ahead, um, guilty pleasure away. It's <laughs> okay, Steve. I got a fun one, um, and uh, this is the hot chocolate talking. Uh, would what kind of paranormal experience would you like to have? Well, I've, I've had, I, I really would like to have a chance to talk with a ghost. I mean, you know, I mean, if, if there was something I could do, I mean, just even if it was just a voice coming out of, no, you know, and ask him, you know, what's it like, you know, and can you know what do they see? Can can do they feel cold or or the heat? You know, can they smell? Do they you know just to get more insight? That something that may help me write something different or original that was never that has never been discussed before. So now you got me wondering. I mean, my interview with a ghost that'll come out in twenty twenty five. No, I think that's a brilliant thing. Well, you know, it's interesting because. There's so much that we don't know about so many things in this this world and other dimensions. Is that you know, like so? I, I I don't think that's a bad thing. Do you like that question mark? That was a pretty fucking snazzy question though, wasn't it? 
That was pretty snazzy. All right, so I, I got a question. I got to follow that up then. So You got to follow that up. I want you to do just as snazzy as me, my friend. All right, all right. So, Steve, <laughs> you get the dream. Your, your, your books are sold to a network, and they're going to make them into a, a series or movie. Uh, who do you cast as your main characters? Well, are we talking about... Well, I, the kids casting's tough because generally, you know, you got to get with just whoever the kids are at the time. But let's say you're 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 grown ups. Who 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 is which character do you focus on, and who's the who plays him or her or them? Um, currently, she's a voice actor. Her name is Lisa Ortiz. Um, I met her again this past weekend. I met her before. She actually remembered who I was. Uh, she's a phenomenal lady. It's really nice that she, you know, come up and say, hey, Steve, you, re you recommended this con to me. Thank you. Um, but I would, I would recommend her to play the role of my mother. Um, and I would probably go with someone like Eddie McClintock to play the role of my father. Nice choice. Um, Eddie is a great actor. Um, I, I loved him on Warehouse 13. And I think he would, could play a good father figure because there's some things that dad does in my book that are kind of like freaky um, because I have to try to scare the kids and, and in the woods when they're camping out. So um, I think Eddie could pull that off really well. Very cool. Um, what you uh, okay with following up your question? I totally threw her off. No, he, you know what, Mark is, what Mark is is a bad example in case anyone's wondering. Yes. Yeah, kind of like me. I can literally, in any circumstance, be used as a bad example. <laughs> it's fine. Um, uh, my question for you, avoiding what Mark's throwing me off doing, and he thinks he's doing a good job of it, but guess what? I've only had hot chocolate, so you can't fuck me up too badly, um, is uh, if you could be any paranormal creature or like fantastical creature, what would you be? Oh, man. And why? See, we asked the tough questions here. Yes. And, and you know, <laughs> I did a panel this weekend and it was a question I wanted to ask that was very tough. Um, so I, I get that. Um, this, if this is a tough question, we're in deep shit, Steve. That's what I say. <laughs> I mean, if, I this guess... is a, if this is our tough question round, we're, we're, we're doomed here because we're only like halfway through this bad boy. No, I guess if I had to, to pick one, I would I would rather be like a vampire. Because oh, what kind of vampire? You got to pick what universe because we know so many. Not not one that sparkles. I'm sorry for you, Twilight fans. Okay, you know what? Sparkles. People say that, but I'm just going to throw this out here because somebody said this the other day and I went, oh, shit. They can go out in sunlight. They don't burn up. There's not a garlic thing. They're way tougher to kill than almost every other vampire is. They can't be staked through the heart. You literally have to rip their heads off and burn the bodies. So if you think about it, I cannot believe I'm defending this fucking point, but Mark's about to be on my side on this. These guys are tough as shit to kill. Like yeah. if you're gonna be a vampire, I understand and you're moody and you're angsty and you're a teenager forever, but guess what? Vampire, all other vampires, almost every single one of them, even the ones from um, Vampire Diaries, they have to have a ring on, but they can still be staked and shit like that. That's the, it's all fun and games till Blade shows up. Exactly. But no, um, 
I, I think that would be fascinating just because you could live like 900 years, a thousand years, whatever, as long as you avoid getting your head ripped off. Um, well, see, but, you're sparkly then. Otherwise, you have to do the other route. I, I, I like some of the history. I'd love to see where the, you know, the future generations are going. I mean, that would be kind of cool. So. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Where? <coughs> Sorry. Where do you want to travel? Like, if you could travel someplace right now, where would you want to go? I would want to fly back to um, start in Venice and then go over to Milan and work my way up through Switzerland. Because um, this is something I've, we've been, my wife and I have been talking about. And uh, going into Switzerland, going up into like Paris and maybe over to London. Um, just I want to see more of Europe. We, a couple of years ago, we, it's actually been seven years now, we spent uh, two and a half weeks or so over in Italy. And I, I, it's one of my books is you know, Gabby and Maddox, you know, Ventures in Italy with Gabby and Maddox. And um, a lot of true facts in there. But I, I just love the rich history of Europe. Um, and the things that I've been watching on the crown and, and the royals and just the histories. I mean, I, I love that kind of time period. So I, I like it. Um, so I got one more mark and then you get to try to throw me off again, whatever bastard. Don't understand why you're doing that now when I'm sober. Um, is what fantastical world would you want to visit? Like one from literary, one you know, like for a literary world why can i say that better when i'm drunk what fuck okay but that's the question steve <clears throat> i'm torn okay because, um i would love to go to hogwarts i would love to be a part of that that would Which be spoken hogwarts though because there's some yeah, sure. a little shaky there um but no i mean right from the get-go when they were young kids you know like the sorcerer's yeah. stone um, but no, I, 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 that's like just fascinating, the castles and all of that. Um, the other one would be Middle Earth um, with the Hobbit. Um, Again, I, what time period gets a little shaky there? Well, you know. Back <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you got to pay attention to these things. Sauron. Wars that just, happened. Yeah. Well, before the war happened. There we go. Or, or way after both wars. Wait, there was I don't wars. the Battle of the Five Armies, okay? I don't. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, I'm not, you know, a lot of people were pissed off about the Rings of Power. Is that the name of that show that was on? Yep. Yeah, I was actually, I liked it. I, it was okay. People... And I think that was the problem is it was okay. You spend that much money and you do that and you don't hire good writers. The, yes. the cast elevated that the soundtrack elevated that everything elevated that the filmmaking was spot on you can't get your basic story beats down and and it was very mystery box which i'm not a fan of i don't know i watched it straight through so i was kind of good i think anybody oh, was go. watching it you got I, i'm way past watching things week by week like screw well, when, that when willow I'm, came out was half the cost and was just as good that that surprised me so. i haven't watched the willow yet i will i'll catch up with it not bad okay now mark it's time for you to ask a question and stop you know belaying the point because okay okay all right know. so steve uh who are your literary influences what who do you who do you look up to well one of them was michael j sullivan um he wrote the Rivia chronicles um, I read some of his earlier work. I got really fascinated when he wrote a short story called Hollow World, and then he turned it into a full-blown novel. 
Um, in the back of his book, it had his email address. So I, you know, this goes back about 10 years. I'd sent him an email and told him how I was loving his books. And I was a writer as well. And we got to chatting a lot um, in regards to writing process. And he said, you know, he gave me some advice, one that I still live by today. He said, you know, I've been at this 10 or 12 years and I'm finally making it. And he said, so my advice to you, Steve, was enjoy the journey. Don't rush it. Enjoy every step of the process, the good with the bad. So I look at the bad like I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I hadn't done the vanity press. You know, um, I, I continue to learn at every con I go to. At every time I release a new book, there's something I, that I learn and wish I would have done a little different or, or this or that. So I'm enjoying the journey, um, the good and the bad. And I've, I've listened to his advice for a long time on that. But um, Suzanne Collins was another one. Um, I was a big fan of the Hunger Games. I read the um, Gregor series, um, The Overlander. That was just a great series. And then to turn around, like she said, you know, she was watching um, the news one night and then it went into some like, you know, of these um, reality game shows. And she was talking about, you know, how, um, it made me think of today's world and the reality game shows and putting the Hunger Games together. It's just, she just drew inspiration from that and her whole career changed. So it's, and those two really inspire me. I mean, I, I mean, my biggest idol, I think is Stephen King. Um, even though, I mean, a lot of things he's always said, you, know, you, you can't edit a blank page. You just have to throw up your first draft. Um, he, and he always says, just, keep pushing the story forward. And I'm like, yeah, well, did you push the story forward when you wrote 12,000 pages, you know, and took eight pages to describe somebody walking into a room in the dark, but, you know, but no, Stephen King. Um, but I think uh, Michael J. Solomon was one of my big influences telling me to slow down, enjoy the journey. And, you know, cause he asked me right up front, he goes, why do you write? And my first response was, you know, I, I thought about, you know, well, do I want to be famous? No, I just, I just wanted to leave my stories behind. I wanted to leave something behind. You know, my time will come to an end. And when I'm gone, at least my stories and where I grew up and my childhood experiences will be behind forever. And I, that's kind of what really inspired me to write. And it wasn't about getting famous. It wasn't about anything other than that. Just, I wanted to leave something behind, a piece of me. Well, I think that's pretty brilliant, honestly. We all want, yeah, it's awesome. Um, okay, that, how the hell do I follow up that with my next question? <laughs> um, you're back. Uh, you're good, uh, we got her, we got her, Steve. We've been working on, we planned this at Clearwater, at the, the uh, Central Florida Comic-Con this weekend, we planned it. Oh, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I was there for all of eight seconds. It was awesome. So Shut I was there for longer than that. And then the lady sitting beside me in the panel kept trying to distract me. Oh yeah, Maria. Yeah. Maria was having fun. So I said Erica. Maria the has Maria can have fun anywhere. She's amazing yeah. in that way. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of me. Steve, what is your favorite weird food combination? Good grief. <laughs> my, my weirdest food combination. I don't really know that I have any. 
I mean, I'm a very picky eater. So I'm a meat and potatoes type of guy. Um, I mean, I, I guess I, I can, I love candy and sweets. I mean, I can just like go from sweet tarts to chocolates to whatever's in the bowl. I mean, I'll just keep going until it's empty, but you know, um, I like, I don't put uh, like marshmallows on this or that, or I, I don't know. I don't really have any weird food combinations that I, that I put together that I'm aware of. I mean, well, I, I love ketchup. And I, I refer to that a lot in my stories too. You know, the kids are just drowning things in ketchup. So I love a little meat with my ketchup, you know, and I love little French fries with my ketchup. But, you know, that's just, that's probably my weirdest thing. The weirdest thing, huh? What about, um, <coughs> uh, what is something that is on your bucket list? Um, I've got a couple of things on my bucket list. One, I would love to go skydiving. Um, I just don't know if I have the courage, but the, I'd really love to take a hot air balloon um, in Europe and going over like castles and stuff like that, seeing them from the sky. I, and it's just something that always has fascinated me. I love that Renaissance period. I just think that would be fascinating. I think that could be a lot of fun. I think if you want to go talk to some ghosts, though, you might want to just start going in those castles because I'm quite sure they usually aren't in balloons over them. I took a hot air balloon over Nuschwanstein and I did not see any ghosts. It was, but in the castle, completely different story. So nice. Okay. And Mark comes in for the show off. Thank you, Mark, for being. Well, no, I'm just saying that was one of my favorite experiences of he's, he's got it right there. It's, yeah, Nuschwanstein was. I enjoyed the castle inside, but hot air balloon over the top was like, oh my God. And Mr. I'm afraid of heights was, and this is over the mountains. I don't know how I survived it, but it was just so awe-inspiring. So I agree with you. It definitely well, something, and you can arrange it. So it can be arranged. So. That's very cool. I um, went to, one of my favorite things ever was the Albuquerque, New Mexico International Hot, International Hot Air Balloon Festival which is something that I want to take my kids to now they're older. Now my daughter wants me to wait for my granddaughter to be a little bit older. I'm like, you keep putting it off, but like a thousand hot air balloons will go off at the same time and you can ride in them. Wow. I'd love it. I'd love it. Yeah, no, it is one of the most absolutely beautiful, but hard to kind of describe why it's beautiful things to witness, but it's, it's gorgeous. You get up at like five o'clock in the morning. You have to be out there when it's nice and cold because the balloons, hot air balloons have to go up pretty much in the morning or when it's really cold, because if it's like noon, they don't really lift off well because the heat in them is matching the heat outside. Look at me in science. Mark, were you impressed? That was some science that I just used. I, I just marked it down right there on the plus one. So there you Did go. You, what do you mean plus one? What the you're hell? On, you're, on, you're on 36 on science and I'm on... 12 so okay well i'm just gonna say what disappoints me is how many years we've known each other and i'm only there <laughs> i'm only on 12 so yeah there we go that's that's true look i know i can science better than mark muncie and i didn't um, even know we were keeping score uh we well, steve, you're we're keeping score steve we're always keeping call. score that's the entire existence is keeping score of things okay what is a genre that you have never written but would like to, but maybe you're a little afraid to even try to put your foot in that particular thing? Um, I would have to say erotica. 
you want to write erotica, but you're afraid to? Um, I, th- I think I could. I just, I don't know what my family would think, you know, and I've, I'm, and I've already thought of this too. It's like, you know, I publish under Steve out too. Um, my middle name is Clark. So I would probably publish under Stephen Clark. Uh, you should look up that name to see if it's taken, but it I sounds like you've already but... thought this out. I like this. We'll have to talk about this after this podcast. Um, <laughs> as two, two separate people on this podcast may or may not have ever written erotica stories, hypothetically speaking, with under pseudonyms. Imagine that. So, yes, yeah. I mean, I'm, I I might have a pseudonym I talk about all the time and write it under there. Yeah. Um, so what about, uh, what is your favorite trope, writing trope? God. I'm going to give Mike, Mark the final question after that. I'm glad I keep stumping you with these really difficult questions. Those are good ones, though. Well, I've always struggled with that. I mean, I, I really don't have an answer for that. I mean... So I'm, I'm going to have to give you my, my I'm going to have to bow to you and say, uh, I don't have an answer. Tapping out. Tapping I'm, out. Tap out on that question. Uh, oh, my hey. gosh. Making my sore throat come back, Steve. What the heck? <laughs> this is, right. you know, you're fired. <laughs> no. All right. I don't think I right. fire so guests, Steve, but that would be cool. You mentioned that you just, you love reading. You've all, you know, you've always loved reading. Yes. Uh, you know, what is your go-to on a rainy day and you just nothing else to do what what do you crack open what is your favorite book to go to just just Um, not doesn't have to be a masterpiece just what brings you joy it was a book um the diary of ellen rimbauer written by juice joyce juice you think i've been drinking now i was Um, gonna say what the hell is in that cup steve i can't tell you (laughs) I know that I noticed that. Wow, can you send some my way? Because heck, um, one more day of antibiotics, I can join you. <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken, it was Joyce Reardon who wrote it, and Stephen King picked it up, turned it into a miniseries uh, called Red Rose or Rose Red. I'm sorry. Yes, um, it's been a while since I've gone to it, but I loved the diary format. I, I really did. I mean, it was it was like written like a diary, and you just feel like you're reading someone's personal diary the whole way through um if you haven't read that it's it's a fascinating read starts off you know like i think it was like around the 1800s in africa where they're down there they're, they come back he wants to they move into seattle they they want he wants to build her like this big old mansion and it was just and it's haunted and just a lot of mysterious things keep happening even when the construction stops the house keeps building itself sounds so like the winter house you know it's like winchester it's like house of leaves it's very good and it was his take on house of leaves and it was really good i mean mark have you ever read that one i mean oh yes yeah it's it's amazing amazing it's an amazing story i just i love it i mean another one that i go to a lot um is you know um tolkien and and the hobbit i i just i loved it and it was funny story here when i was in school they told us to read the hobbit i did not like that now i love it Steve, I I feel that no matter what book somebody tells you to read, even if it is a fucking masterpiece, yes, um, you know, 
I still hate Jane Eyre, uh, even I, though I, I wasn't told that, to read it. Yeah, I think that I could send you um, a masterpiece and you'd be like, you can't tell me what to do. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> well, and technically you are. No. <laughs> We're not going there, Steve. We, we got that all out in the last episode. <laughs> oh, I better tap out again, right, Mark? Uh, and I'm, well, I'm tapped out on Venmo, so it works out. So. Okay, good. So with that said, Steve, shameless self-promotion time. Oh, self-promotion? That's you. That's your, it's your podcast. You have to shamelessly self-promote. Wow, that was painful. This should be the easiest part of your entire gig here on this show. Uh, it's been what the long- hell is in that cup, Steve? Seriously, my friend. No, there's nothing in the cup. And Liars, just- lies, and slander. <laughs> you know, watching Mark laugh up a storm, now he's got me. Oh, I know, man. He is quite big. Anybody actually watching this is going to enjoy that. If you're not listening, you got to plug in. I always have to mute when I start losing it like that. So it's just, it's too good. Um, You can find, you can learn all about me and visit my world on stevealtier.com. Again, stevealtier.com, A-L-T-I-E-R.com. All of my social media links are there. There's a link to the Four Horsemen website where you can find me there. There's also a uh, link to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, any place that's online, or you can even buy them through my website if you're looking for personalized copies of my book. Um, That is available in my, my calendar's there, all my social media links there, and I'd love to meet you at one of my upcoming events this year. So come on by, visit my website, and get out there and see me in person. Wonderful. Steve, it's been fantastic having you back on our podcast. Well, thank you for having me here. I mean, I, I love this. I'm, I've really enjoyed it. And, and Mark, you, you're a great uh, you know, co-host. That's great. Stop thank being you. nice to him. All right, five more bucks. There it goes. I'm out. <laughs> I'm a couple more here and I'm going to retire. Yeah, no. exactly. Exactly, man. You're, I just had to break into the 401k. This is. <laughs> oh, let me, Mark, you're great, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even take any more of this. You stroke his ego and then his No, he screwed up. The, the, I'm taking it all back because when he said the best book you read all year was from Maria and not me. So I'm. That's oh, it. that's true. That's true. Oh, you didn't mention Erie Appalachia. Steve, you're in deep shit. You could do better than this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. That's probably go. for the best. Probably a good idea. But you <laughs> can also listen so to us much... on Erie Travels. And if you subscribe, you know, we'll be happy about that. So, yes, absolutely. Please yep. listen to me and Mark debate the weirdest things in the world yep. on Erie Travels. But please like and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to keep you on as a listener slash viewer. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody gave me a compliment. I actually have to mention this on social media. Somebody sent me an email and literally said, it's like drunk history with authors. That's exactly, <laughs> that nails it right on the nose yes. there. So, so yep. going to work on that ad campaign, drunk there history. You go. We're coming for you. That's our blurb. That's our Netflix <laughs> <Exactly>. blurb. <laughs> When she, it was a, somebody wanted to be on the, the show and she's like, I was listening to my friend's podcast, you know, episodes and it was like drunk history with authors. Can I be on your show? And I'm like, oh, I must have been quite drunk that time. Yes, you can, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, this has been Drinking with Authors, the sober literary briefs edition. I don't buy that from Steve at all. He keeps holding up this no. cup of stuff and Mark supposedly drinking tea and I'm on antibiotics. I'm not going to lie. 
I'll be fair. I don't know what's spot. in this tea, but uh, you know, it could be. Who knows? <laughs> we gotta work on. Maybe it has some opium. That would be cool. Um, did, are you looking to see if opium's an ingredient? I appreciate. I'm looking it. to see what it might be allergic to in it, but I don't think so. It's butterscotch, cinnamon, ginger, cocoa nibs. There's a lot of fun things that come in a bag like that. Orange cloves, marigold flowers, and apple. So I think I'm fine. But oh, there you go. You should be fine. Morbid curiosities. If you'd like to sponsor the show, please give us a call. Yes. <laughs> Guys, we'll see you next time. He's trying to rebuild his bank account. Yes. <laughs> Listeners, you know me, Eric Lance. You're just listening to me in the podcast that you have. But guess what? I'm doing something new. Yeah, she's joining me, Mark Muncy, the author of the Erie, Florida book series in Erie, Appalachia. And we are hosting a new podcast called Erie Travels. Woo-woo! Erie Travels, which covers things like ghosts, cryptids, weird stuff, UFOs, men in black, all kinds of fun things that people talk about and I'm sure you've discussed with friends. Yep, and you can listen to us on your favorite podcast platform of choice or find us at eerietravels.com and join in the fun and all the spooky goodness. And of course, Mark, what do we always say? We'll see you on the other side.